Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, March the 17th, 2023. Hopefully, it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking to business owner Mandy Scow on the episode. But before I jump into that, real quick, some housekeeping things. One, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app is live for you guys. Tons of you kids in there, but if you want to join in, you guys get a free seven-day trial. All my personal weekly workouts, full programs, and everything in between. We update stuff weekly. We just pumped in a bunch of mobility stuff this week alone. If you guys want to check it out for free, jeremyscottfitness.app. The link is in the show notes. If you like it, you guys can stay for a couple of pennies. If it's not your thing, I'm happy to point you guys in the right direction for something that matches your fitness goals. But if you want to check it out, jeremyscottfitness.app. Link is in there. All of our transformations and challenges, we're rocking the rest of the year inside there. So we're giving away a ton of free stuff. Again, there's a lot of nutrition pieces and everything in between. So if you want to rock with me, click it, check it out. Any questions as always, just ask. And you guys already know this episode is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens, the one thing I take every single day and I never miss. Right now we're giving you guys a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. Or if you want a free sample, you can hit us up. Uh, Monica will find you no matter where. As long as you got a home address, we can ship to. We'll send you a pack. Try it for free. If you like it, you can get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. In my opinion, it's the best tasting greens on the planet. Probiotics in there, digestive enzymes, and like the equivalent to eating 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies in terms of antioxidants. That is tough to beat. And again, it doesn't taste bad. That's why I don't make an excuse for it. It's just a real easy, simple solution hack if you can't eat enough real whole nutrient dense food. You still got to eat real food. So you can't eat like an idiot, but this will help cover the gaps in nutrition. So hit us up for a free sample. Otherwise, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get the free stuff today. And then just a quick shout out to my man, Dr. Russell Teams. He was on the podcast on last, was that last Friday? Must be last Friday. Um, I've been checking out his spot. He does a lot of uh, neuro work uh, down there at his facility. So... Again, kind of going through his decomp stuff, uh, just some adjustment things, and going through a lot of the brain testing that they do to make sure I'm not like a real serial killer and don't end up on like a Dateline episode here sooner than later. But um, all jokes aside, that's episode 526. It was a week ago. If you're somebody who has struggled with uh, back pain, um, various stages, I'm not a doctor and I'm not telling you guys what to do. He is a great resource to reach out to, whether you message him on Instagram or just reach out to him through the website. I believe the website is desertbrainandspine.com. He's a super cool dude, very knowledgeable, very intelligent, but I know a lot of people sometimes they'll have an injury, uh, they'll exhaust basic resources, then they'll panic and say, I need to have this drastic surgery. And again, I'm not your doctor, I'm not telling you what to do, but he would be a step I would reach out to and connect with for because I've seen a lot of the things that he's doing, what he's done for people who maybe thought they only had one route to go and he's offered a much better solution in terms of longevity and health. And so uh, I can't say enough about his stuff. If you want to listen to the episode, check it out. Otherwise, um, I'll throw the uh, the site in the show notes. But in terms of you know people who are having you know back pain, some real issues, I, I think he's a great person to reach out to. So there is that. Whew. Mandy Scow, founder and owner of Fit For You in beautiful Wisconsin. Welcome, dude. Hi. Thank you. So I was going to ask this too. Since you grew up in Minnesota, but now you live in Wisconsin, a uh, Packers fan? 
yes, since most recently, I guess I would say. Like how how many years? Um, in the last year or two, I've kind of converted over. That's sad. I know. It's I know. Disgusting. Actually, it's just very hard to live the, live there. And your husband is a Packers fan. Yes, he is from Wisconsin, so he is Packer fan. What is like where you guys live? Is it like half and half, or is it mostly Packers fans? I would say mostly Packers fans, but yes, I know quite quite a few Vikings fans or us. Have you been to Lambeau before? Yes, I have. How is it? It is nice. Did you go I to actually, the time I was there, we were actually in a suite, which was not, so I've never been, I guess, the full experience of Lambeau out in the cold on the bleachers, but. What month did you go? Um, It was fall we went with actually for work a work trip that we got to go in the so it wasn't ter- wasn't so it wasn't no i mean and i think they even had it like wide open and it wasn't cold cold no see i would go if it was i've never been i would go if it was well logistically it's a pain in the ass because you fly into like milwaukee probably and then drive or you fly for me you could fly into oh. green bay i guess maybe i don't know i don't know it's see i got a i got a dude here i work with him um, he's from Wisconsin. I'm going to butcher where he's from, but he has season tickets still. So he'll go to like a couple games. And this year he was like, do you want my Vikings Packers tickets um, for Lambo? And I'm like, oh, sounds awesome, dude. When is it? He's like, uh, like New Year's Day. And I'm like, fuck off, dude. I'm like, there's no way, man. It was like eight degrees or something. I'm like, I'm just not going to. Yeah. But I would go like in September. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome for sure. Was it cool though? Like overall? Like, because it's, it- you have a giant football stadium in a little ass town basically oh yeah yeah it's doesn't fit right in the middle of town right normal houses just right around yeah i just had to ask because i'm like it just it pains me when people are Mm -hmm. you're not from there but now you're a fan of them just because they're better i know no no (laughs) um i don't know i think it was just well you live i yeah living there it was hard i'd never even got to watch the vikings because it just wasn't on the TV you yeah. get to watch it, so it's just easy or right. easier. Well, and again, like they are, you know, it's like where, you know, people will, whether it's uh, politics or different ideology, people will adopt their belief system. They'll never change it. And that's when, you know, you can't have a conversation with people. And it'd be like me, like, obviously, like I'm a Vikings fan, um, but they're not good. Like they've never been like great and my whole fucking life you have to grow up and like have Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers basically be two quarterbacks like for 20 fucking years like how depressing of an existence I've lived for sure how lucky for you guys though but growing up I was pretty diehard Viking I mean like I went to numerous Vikings games every single year what's weird because like if you grow up on the border of Minnesota Wisconsin half the people are kind of Packers fans Mm-hmm. And half are Vikings fans, at least on the Minnesota side. I don't know on the Wisconsin side. Yeah, it's both. It's both similar. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, for everybody who gives a shit about <laughs> the Packers and the Vikings, uh, what is so? You founded Fit for You. You own Fit for You. What for people who are listening? Like, what do you? What exactly is it? What do you guys do? You're, you're a gym essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Gym fitness studio. Um, so group classes, we started on group classes, uh, which, um, I started teaching. I helped another studio teach, uh, realized quickly that 
I wanted to do this on my own. I had my own goals, my own way of doing things, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, ultimately I started with one person in our home basement, uh, who wanted me to train her one-on-one. Uh, and she at now still to this day is my own, uh, personal training partner. So we PT together. Oh, um, like you and her, like me and her together. Work out together. Yeah. 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 But fitness was like not the original plan for you. Like fit. Like I after mean, college, like you're like, Oh you know, no, I'm going to do, no. I'm going to do fitness. No, no. What walk through it, the, the prior careers. Cause I think people, if they listen like, Oh, this person, you know, if they're fitness people, this person runs a gym, they own a business. And a lot of the business owners we get on here will come in and they'll talk and people think, like, oh, like they just, they went through these steps and they did it. Like most of us fumble fuck through a lot of things. Yeah. Or, or you're saying like pe- some people might think from the get go, she wanted to do fitness. She knew this long time ago when she, oh no, like yeah. that was never. What was the, your career um, kind of progressions? Yeah, so I went to college um, in the dental field, uh, dental assisting, uh, with actually plans to do dental hygiene, go back and do dental hygiene. Never did that, just stuck with assisting. I worked in orthodontics for 16 years. Um, So with that, got married, had kids, played sports my whole life, year-round sports. And then when kids came along sports didn't happen it was just too not time consuming but on somebody else's schedule and I needed to be on my own schedule well so, like the commitment is yes about, yeah. it was hard I tried to continue volleyball I did one season of volleyball after having our first child and it just it was too hard um so then got into running because that can be on my own schedule so um from running uh still really wasn't a ton of big gym goer, I guess. It was still on my own time, on my own schedule. Um, gym in our own house. Uh, and then started going to a gym. Then got into like, oh, maybe I should teach. Maybe I should try teaching. As you're still doing uh, the dental stuff? Oh, yeah. 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 As I'm still, because that's my full-time career, um, doing that. So, which ever since college I've always had two jobs I've always had my main job plus a side gig so sounds terrible yeah so yeah (laughs) always still do um so uh the side gig went to okay maybe I can teach because I I enjoy this I need something extra mentally I mean not like money-wise mentally I need something extra I need to because I'm like constantly like I need something I need something and so your normal job you'd work what is it Monday through Friday or Monday, uh, Monday through Thursday good thing about the dental world is usually and so yeah. then you would coach like a group at night somewhere in the yes. morning at night it was at night once or twice um a week at night and then yeah decided oh um I like doing this on my own. I see my own style. I want to go with my own style. So then um, I would say three months after training my friend uh, one-on-one, I decided, and mind you, my husband, you know, is just on board with my ideas this whole this whole process. And he too. has his own job and he's doing his own thing. Oh, yeah. He's a wine and liquor salesman. So he... Oh, perfect fit, dude. <laughs> 
He stacks them up and you just try to help them out. Yeah, nice. So, nice. Um, yeah, so. But are you talking to him and saying, hey, you know, I might want to do fitness for a job? And he's like, you're fucking crazy. No, because no, we've never we never really discussed fitness as a job. Yeah. Because I always had that in the back of my head. I don't. This is something I enjoy, and it's a hobby. It's an extra for me. I don't want it necessarily to be a job in my mind. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, we so then we ended up opening um, our garage. We added on a new garage onto our house. Um. For the purpose of just being a gym? No, we were adding it on anyways, but it got immediately put into a gym. So he had to give up his garage for a gym. It's dedication, yeah. Yeah. So so we started in our garage. Uh, We were there for just over a year. Um, But How many clients do you have that are coming to your garage to train? Our classes were, I mean, 10, 10 people was the max. Okay. So we had morning 5.30 a.m. classes. We had 6 p.m. classes. Uh, and this is like before and after you go to work? Yes. Okay. So 5.30 a.m. You love it that much, man. Love I did the same thing, but that Which stuff one? sucked. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, like when I started, again, a lot of us have these similar progressions. Like I would, I had one like real job, I guess, if you call it that. But I would train these dudes in the park here even if it was like in august it's 110 fucking degrees and i'm training him at the park at five in the morning and i would do that then drive home shower go to my corporate job come back home and then train at this place called peak performance that would let me do like a training split there and that's what i would do Mm -hmm. you're doing the same thing yes yeah that's a rough and i'm still doing that and you have kids and i have kids sounds way worse than my scenario yeah that's rough bro it's a lot of time it's yeah like literally every half hour almost I feel like is accounted for right now yeah so like when you're when you're doing that is the goal like I'm trying to build this up super big to move or you just it's just a natural progression it was a natural progression I honestly did not know where it would go what it would turn into at the time um at to where we are now so you go from you have people in your garage and I have the timelines here just so I can yeah. look at them. So that's like 2018. And then you move into a studio inside a cafe. Am I reading that right? It, yes. It was like a rental that the cafe had on the back side of a cafe. Yeah. Okay. So we need to make just say this for people listening. Mandy lives in Wisconsin, everybody. Um, apparently in Wisconsin, you can do fitness in a fucking cafe. Apparently, I didn't know that was the thing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, the, the, the town is 1,800 people. Like that's, and I'm going to, and I'll tie this in as we go, but that's the crazy part. Like 1800, dude, there's probably 1800 people in the three blocks of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that nuts? Mm-hmm. So how does that, that, how does that work? You're like, I'm in a garage and obviously you guys know everybody in the town. So you go to the cafe owner and like, Hey, can I rent some space and do fitness next to your coffee machine? Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. No. Um, and when, so from the garage, uh, you know, that was going good. I wanted to get out of my home and do it. There is no, so our little town, there's no places to rent. So in the space I was in, that became available. I saw it became available. I reached out to them immediately because prior to that, I'm just waiting for something to open up because there's nothing. So, uh, 
that was available. We moved in there, yeah, just 13, 14 months um, into it. And that's two different 400 square foot spaces. Yes. So the rental was, I mean, it's separated from the cafe restaurant. I figured, but, yeah. But yes, yeah. it's separated. Um, but it is two separate rooms, two like identical 400 square foot rooms. So when we moved in there, we weren't necessarily gaining much space from the garage, but one room we had group classes and the other room we had some open gym like equipment, couple cart, couple treadmills, elliptical, some weights and and did you move it because you're like, well, this feels like more of a real thing if I move it from my house or you just didn't want to be at your house anymore? I felt like that was the next step to making it more public and actually being able to grow a little bit. Yeah, it's weird. Like I, I didn't listen. I mean, basically your story is like is mine and everybody else's where when I look back on it, like how fucking ridiculous the whole thing is mm-hmm. like because the people who will walk in here today and they're like oh my god this is super cool and i'm like yeah dude i was doing shit at like a park like to start and then the first group we did in our old space was probably about 400 square feet and it was my wife and at first i had no real people to be honest with you i had my wife and i had three of her marriott friends and like they would bring their own fucking dumbbells and like i have no money I had like a little fucking boombox and we were playing. And again, that shit, if I could see that on film, I would just want to puke how shitty that would be compared to today. But that's, you don't, you can't get to here without doing that basically. Mm -hmm. So I know what you mean by like, okay, if it's not my garage, now I'm in a real place, even though it's at a cafe. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. And so you do that. How long are you in the, in the cafe for? Um, ah, so from... Let's see, February-ish. Like two years? Well, up until June of 2022. So 2019 to 2022. Three and a half, almost three and a half. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. So during that time, of course, we outgrew that space within a couple months. And again, still at the same... So at the time then... Because at that place... 10 people was about the max, too, per class. Okay. And how many people do you have total at that, like 20, 30? Then I, um, I'd say maybe 30. Okay. Yeah. And so just adding more classes. So, oh, because we would, we'd have a wait list for our classes, yeah. which was a really big stressor. That's a pretty big stressor. Because, of course, I'm like, we got to get fit everybody in, please everybody you know, we don't want to turn people away. Because you're trying to grow it. How are, tra- you, are you the only person at the time? No. Um, I had me and another um, instructor taught right from the get-go. Um, then we added another. So at that time, we were up. We were at three in that rental. Me and two other instructors. Yeah. And then how does it go from that to... The decision for you guys, because again, like you're, okay, I'm going from, I work a real job, and you're still working a real job at this point? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're doing all that, and then you're like, fuck it, we need a bigger space, but you live in a place where that doesn't exist. Correct. So you go, so what do you do? You're like, okay, we're looking, I'm, I'm in the cafe, I can't do it in the pizza place, I can't do it in, you know, wherever else. 
And because you have how many storefronts in a town of 1800 people would even be an option? I mean, you can't have more than what, like 10 buildings total, right? Yeah. And I mean, it, Trumbull has an older, like I'd say downtown, if you, you know, the yeah. main town got, has older buildings, kind of, kind of like Winona, yeah. the old buildings, but, um, but there's no, like, they're Fitness. all filled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they all have businesses in them and there just is nothing. So it building our own, like, can we find a spot to build our own? And so how does that search start? You're like, well, I need to get out of this place. And what's the next thing you do to, cause like, I'm going to grow it. I have enough people. I can mm-hmm. see this is maybe going to take off, but I can't find a space to, to lease or to rent. Then what do you do? So then I am searching the, um, county zoning land owners or, you know, like to see who owns all the land around and we're surrounded by farms. So I, it, it was like over a year's worth of searching, asking farmers to sell me an acre of land. So how does that work? You call them on the phone mm-hmm. and say, Hey, 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 farmer Joe, can I buy an acre of property? Yeah. And he's like, fuck no. Yeah. That, yeah. No, we don't want to split it up. Yeah. And eventually some dude wanted to. Yeah. Eventually. Actually, I called him and it was, it was a, I got to talk to my siblings because there's four siblings that own the land. Um, I got and came back and decided, no, they didn't want to, if they were going to sell it, they wanted to sell all of it, which was way more than I needed. Like how many does he have? Um, well, at that time, I think it was maybe about I uh, 10 acres total, maybe. Seems about. seems like a lot for a gym. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Can't afford that. Yeah. Just want one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but in the meantime, with all of this, um, I switched jobs too. I changed and I, well, COVID happened. Oh, yeah. So the, so world. the COVID is in the middle of all that. Yeah. Um, which... We did close for like five or six weeks. No, more than that. It probably had to be more than that. We did some dumb shit here too, yeah. Yeah. So during that time, we still, in my head, I was like, if I can keep my group class memberships and keep them going and give them classes, which we did all virtual over uh, Facebook Live, which I knew that was the easiest way for me to do it. There's many people who got a lot of workouts but I was like hey maybe I'll gain more people after this is all over anyway yeah at that point there's nothing I didn't even care I just want I needed to get my members their classes so they would um continue and so during that time right after that then I switched jobs careers uh to a remote job and so if I was if I was still working in orthodontics and away from the house it would have been a lot harder for me to even try to do it try to do that build our own and do all this and because it took a lot of my time and me being flexible to be there and um so got changed jobs working from home for insurance um yeah and then you're like so then I was more flexible and able to and you're searching all the stuff, and eventually that guy is like, "Hey, you can buy an acre of property." So he reached. Yes, I. He contacted me back. He told me that another business reached out to them as well. So then, after me and another business reached out, uh, they decided that okay, well, maybe we should turn it into commercial and 
split it up and sell it. So, yeah. I. How does that work? Because I'm just, I'm trying to imagine this, like if it was me, like, hey, we are going to do fitness now to your husband anyway. And we're going to make this commitment. We have X amount of members, like whether you did the math or not, let's buy an acre of property. Let's build a fucking building and let's do fitness. Like, it seems like a pretty massive jump. Like if someone's listening, like it's a pretty substantial investment of like money and time to do exercise. Yeah, he's, he's a large gym goer, but I, I don't, he's never really questioned it. And it's pretty much just, trust me, I got this. Yeah. Like, and he's never, he's never questioned it. So he you, just goes along with yeah, it. Yeah, that's crazy. Cause I'm like, I mean, Heather does the same thing. Well, what? but I mean, like, I'm like telling him like, this is how much it's going to be. This is what, and we've, we've sat down together at night and we've gotten it cause he, he's big financial person too conscious of that and you have like a cpa and advisor you have a team of people yeah yeah so i mean we're right he writes it down on paper we talk about it at night like we need this many members to make this we need this to the the, you know so like a real business like a real business can we do this yeah i think a lot of fitness people that's kind of where they'll get lost because they might be great at training and they have that piece i'm like but they're two different things like to be a good coach is one thing and to run a business is another Mm -hmm. and they don't have to be married together. In fact, they're not whatsoever. You can be awesome running a business and be a shitty fitness person and you can be a great fitness person and be a shitty business owner. So that's why, because it is a big, it is a huge commitment to go out on your own for most people. But I guess you saw the progression of people or what was possible anyway. Cause again, like your demo is so small. Yeah. Like 1800 people. And I mean, I honestly can thank my previous career in orthodontics for the business side of it and my knowledge I've gotten from that, like it's totally gotten me to where I'm at with my current business as well. Because I did, I worked on with that in orthodontics, but also marketing and everything for them. So like all of that, like definitely helps with the business side of everything. Well, because I was going to ask too, like, how do you, how do you just decide, hey, I'm going to, because you've never owned a business before that. Mm-mm. And so like, I'm just going to start from scratch. Like even again, I did the same thing, like an idiot. I had no clue what I was doing, but I met the right people like along the way. Mm-hmm. And you, did you have any, like any coaching or anything or just, hey, this is my previous experience. This is what I've seen work. And then just kind of emulate it from there. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. And it literally just, I, I feel like it just flowed. It just went from one thing to the next. Did I visualize having this brand new building that I built ground up, you know, when we started? Absolutely not. Like, I just kept rolling with it. And like at when we were renting the space, when we outgrew it and we decided like, okay, so I I did say to myself, like, what am I doing here? Am I, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. Let's find some land. Let's build because that's the next step. Or what am I doing? Why am I even doing it? Because you weren't happy with it just being like this side thing. No, I I mean, it was I was growing with it, and I just like, it keeps going, so I got to keep going. And at what point do you, I guess, how long does it take to go from like the idea of like, you know, Farmer Joe's, like, yeah, you can buy the property, to it actually being a place you can walk into? Was it like two years? Um, Give or take? 
No, I'm trying to think of when we bought. It was the summer, around the summer of, or spring 2021. So it was a big project. Yeah. And we, oh, well, we broke ground September of 2022. Okay. And in the meantime, we are having to coordinate with our town on getting water and sewer extended over there because it's a brand new development. So I was kind of building at the same time like the development was building too. Yeah. Which. That's a big undertaking, man. Like I've never done that shit, obviously. Yeah. Like, and I. We have water here everywhere. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, so we started um, and then we were told, okay, the water and sewer isn't going to be able to get extended in time before winter because we're dealing with winter ground freezing and all oh, that yeah. kind of jazz up the in mid- Wisconsin. The Midwest, yeah. So it's like, okay, so uh, here we are uh, with cement slab, you know. Mind you, though, we, prior to this, I built two houses. So one with my husband, one without him. But with that knowledge, too, of that played a big part in building this. So you feel more, because like, I've never done that. So I'd be like, I mean, we know people here and they've walked me through it and they know how terrible it can be. So I guess I'd be prepared for all the shit that could go wrong. But you had done it already. Yes. With houses. Smaller scale. Yeah. Smaller scale. Now, what was all new to me was like the state regulations of the building and like sizing and all that kind of stuff, permits that you need. And that was all new as we were going to... um, because there's different like threshold, there's different like size thresholds that you once you get over this cubic volume, you have to have these state requirements. If you go over this, then you have to have like big commercial engineers, and it's like all that kind of stuff was. I learned. I didn't know any of that stuff until we were doing it too. But and so you're working a real job. I call it a real job, and you're still doing your stuff in the small space and doing this on top of that, and you got kids. And I got kids who are in sports year-round. It sounds fun, dude. Yeah. It sounds like a good plan for anybody listening. Um, no, but you get it. <laughs> you you get it when you do get it built and it's and it's up and running, and that's in 2022. How many people like clients do you have? Or I guess let me phrase it this way, because what I really care if people are listening, like you made a decision at some point to quit your normal job. No, I don't. I'm not. I haven't quit my normal job. You yet. still do that, mm-hmm. bro? Are you fucking nuts? I know. I. Hey, I'm dude. I just got approved to go down to part time, so I'm I'm dropping to part time. Okay, for my regular well, job. And I think I think what you do is probably smarter because we call it like the reluctant entrepreneur. Like, here's what I did. I had a one corporate job, but I'm young. I have no kids. I have no overhead. I own my condo, which I bought during the first major recession, eight oh nine. Now we're living in this shit. But I did that, so my, my overhead is nothing. I leave my corporate job right around Thanksgiving. I have no clients, I have no real money, and I don't know what I'm doing. Stupid, terrible idea. Um, but again, if I fail, I can always go back and work at Enterprise, so who gives a shit? But for you, you've held on to it the whole time, which is probably the smartest thing, if you can manage both. Yes, because in my head, I'm also, like, I don't want to financially drop back and have to cut things out of our I mean we can cut things out of our life yes but I don't want to have to cut anything out of my kids' life you know like so I always have that in the can we do 
So now, eventually, very soon, I hope, going to part-time, first thing, I'm losing this from this job. This is what I need to gain now at the gym, you know, just to maintain and keep. But it also will open up more doors because I have more time. For sure. And you have a do you have a good team of people who, like, help you at the gym? Yes. We have myself and five other instructors. Uh and they are all amazing. Like we, I would say we each specialize in something different. Like one is strictly yoga, loves yoga. That's her thing. We have some like Pilates um, that are more Pilates. That's her thing. And so, and we have clients that gear towards certain classes, certain instructors. Um, we have some, myself and other, two other ones that are more strength driven, yeah. those type of classes. Um, but we honestly offer classes for like every type of client. So that's how you really can do it because you have a team of people who are willing to kind of fill the gaps where. Oh, absolutely. Like me being here in Scottsdale right now. I have, I, yeah. It just runs. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if you're there or not. (laughs) I feel bad. I feel bad though. It like. Uh, Well, it's like, cause it's like you care about it. Like it's a person. Even yeah. though it's not a person, it's a thing, but you built it from basically in your brain, it's maybe even sort of when you're teaching a group at like the YMCA or whatever, and then it was from your garage to a cafe to this real thing now. Now it feels like it's somewhat real. It still doesn't feel real. It still doesn't feel like it's mine. Do you uh, ever get that feeling? I don't know. Um, like- no, I know it's fucking mine because <laughs> that I know. I go, but the way I say it is like, it's all made up, dude. It's all fake. Like, I look at everything as made up. Like, and this is, this is probably bother people. But, dude, like, your government is made up. Like, your banking system is made up. Like, this gym is no more fake than, like, Apple is. No, Apple does billions of dollars a year. We don't. I go, but they started that shit in a garage and just grew to be this massive thing. But it's all, there's no rules to mm-hmm. what you do. You yeah. could say tomorrow... We're going to eat fucking s'mores at noon, and that's part of the group. Like, you can make it up. You can change the name. You can change the logo. Like, you can drain all the money in the bank account. It's all – if you decide tomorrow you're going to do something different, you just do it. Mm-hmm. So it is yours. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe it's easier to think of it as not yours, so then you don't feel responsible for all the shit. Yeah. I, go, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just still surreal. I'm not sure. Well, because I, I think once you – for you, if you cut the cord completely, then it becomes – this thing where it's like, well, this is my, this is what I do now. Like I haven't worked in a normal world in 15 yeah. years. So I, my brain is so far detached from, I mean, I can see my wife do it and like you probably still feel it, but there's no rules anymore to me where it's like, we make money doing whatever the fuck we want, however mm-hmm. we want. And we mm-hmm. can add stuff, take off stuff. I think for you, and this is just, I mean, we're talking like there's no one here. Like it'd be more creative in your brain because you'll have this freedom of like, okay, we can try that. We can do that. We, yeah. Because you have the time to, and especially like when you're making money, you can fuck up shit mm-hmm. and lose money. It's like, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. catastrophic yeah. for sure. So your stuff there, I guess, because it is in a, how many members do you have in a town of 1800 people? That's what I'm curious to. Right now we're about 215, 215. It's a pretty, I mean, percentage wise, it's like a pretty, it's pretty substantial. From, yeah, from when we left our little space in the cafe building. Yeah, how many did you have at that point? 
if you had to guess? <sighs> um, I would say 40 to 50. Okay. For, so, I mean, yeah. And that, we moved, okay, so, what, six, seven, eight months later, we're at 250. Now, the open gym portion of it, going with a key card whenever you want, 24-7 access, that was really tiny. We didn't necessarily have that. And then when now that we have this this gym, we have that. So that portion was my main goal. Let's grow those clients. Oh, it's so like that's a... Is key fob and going? Yes. Like a anytime fitness. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So. So we gained a lot of those clients. And that's, I'm assuming like it's pretty easy for you guys to just kind of set it. And, I mean, as long as they don't like. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. up shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you have 1,800 people. You got a couple hundred members. I'm assuming the, and I'll go, you know, positive negatives, but I'm assuming the positive is there's no other show in town. Correct. You're, you're the show. Um, what's the biggest What's the biggest drawback? There's just not a ton of people who want to do fitness. Um, like you got 1,800 you, people. There should be a lot more. I don't know, man, because like people don't people are lazy. They don't do shit. I don't know. Um, I mean, like now, this year we started doing some virtual programs. So, uh, April, we have our second one of the year. And I'm finding others from town who aren't members are joining in on those programs, um, which is nice. So I know there's more people out there that do it. It's either they just do it from home or their job. They can't get to the gym. They can't get to the class times or, you know, because of work or kids or so they're going to try the virtual option um, now and see how that goes. Or I, Yeah, but I don't know. Because that's a lot of people. Like, it'd be, okay, let's mm-hmm. say Scottsdale is, even if it's 250,000 people, I mean, I'd have to have, like, 3,000 members show up here. Like, obviously, we don't have the bandwidth for it, but there's also 8,000 gyms here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it's a little different. How do you market, like, well, where you're at? we, I mean, there is they just other, lo- there is towns within 10 miles that have gyms, too. Okay. So, I mean, and... I would say probably most of the people in town don't work in Trumplow. They work in other towns, so they could be using gyms in other towns, you know, yeah. on their way to work or after work. And and if you guys are really awesome, people might just drive to you. They might. It could be a thing. Could be a thing. Yeah, <laughs> but again, it's it's such a small pool. So I was just that is a that would be a again we don't have it here because we could run through eighteen hundred people and I mean I've had more than eighteen hundred people here. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, for sure mm-hmm. like who come and go and come back so that it would be a unique piece of it for sure and on top of that you guys built the building and you built additional suites to your landlords too on top of that mm-hmm. yes correct and how has that been pretty chill that's been good it has been good um renters i mean easy <laughs> easy people it's kind of worked out like for you guys which is a most people who obviously like do, hey, I'm going to start my own business, don't kind of go the route you did of I'm going to build the whole thing, have people come in and do the whole show. But it's been mostly seamless. Like any major hiccups along the way? Um, I would say not necessarily. Uh, the building process did, I mean, it, it did take longer because of 
winter. Uh, that was mainly the only hiccup. Honestly, I, I don't know how, but I had like no anxiety, no s- stress really with the building process of it. I slept at night. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how. And so is it for you guys in terms of like when you would leave your corporate job, it's just a numbers game? Like, hey, if we can be profitable X here, I can just leave this and do this overall? Is there anything that holds you back from, from cutting the cord? Because some people will do it where it's like they feel it's like a, you know, it's a sense of security. I do this. And if I do this, if I fail, it doesn't work out. Then I'm going to lose money and I'm fucked or something else. Or just like, hey, if I can replace my income doing this, then, hey, I'll just go all in and be in the gym 24-7. I think, um, no, I've been told numerous times just to cut the cord, but mentally I have to take baby steps on cutting my regular job completely. And like, what is the... And I, I, financial, I think, Yeah. which I know it will be fine, but it's just, I don't, but maybe not, but I just don't want to have to stress out about that if I don't need to, especially when my job, I work remote, I can take my work with me. Like I brought my computer and worked a couple hours the other day. Well, yeah, no, I understand that because I like my, obviously my wife has a corporate job and I'm not saying you guys don't work as hard as the full entrepreneurs, but let's be real. No, you don't. I mean, I'm a full entrepreneur on top of it. Yeah. And that is like, yeah, because you can bullshit these corporate jobs. Some of them, I'm not saying you do this, but you can bullshit these corporate jobs and you get paid the fucking same. Like whether you work real hard or kind of like mail it in, as long as you're meeting like the metrics, like the checks are the same in this life. No, the hard. Yeah. Yeah. You got to work and really make the money. So, no, I do get that that piece of it. I think that's what I, I – the reason I ask is because I think there's a lot of people who listen who probably, like, fucking hate what they do, and they maybe want to change and leave, but they have the same exact feeling. Leaving, I will say, leaving my other career in orthodontics, leaving that job to working remote was the most stressful, hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And just because... I, because I, that is what I knew. I did that for 16 years. I, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know why it was just so... That's part of who you were, probably. It's like, this is what I do. Like, when you meet people, like, And oh, I loved it, yeah. too, on top of it. But by leaving there, it opened up a whole ton of doors. Because if you never left, like, the dental office... I don't think I would have been able to build this building because I wouldn't have had the time. No, your bandwidth is just too thin. There's no way. And I'm working 20 minutes away from home where working from home and building this gym, which is literally five minutes from our house, I was able to run up there during construction if I needed to. And And you could leave whenever, where if you have like patients and stuff, you can't. Oh, no, there was no. Yeah, that's... No, it probably kind of worked out the best. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, when you decide to be like, hey, peace out, dude. I'm doing this. Well, and with our boys and their sports and now them traveling for baseball, like, I'd never be able to do to do this, you know, and travel for baseball with them with that job either. Like, yeah, so on top of <laughs> we just got our, like, our baseball schedule. So June 8th to June 25th, me and one of my kids are gone from 
three weeks for baseball. Kansas City to Illinois to Indianapolis, stay in Indianapolis for two weeks, and then we come home. Like, I'd never be able to do any of that with them, too. So it all, like, happened with perfect timing. Yeah. And that you have, like, a team of people who can, like, and take over And my team shit. of people who, like, I just said that last night when we were looking at the schedules, my husband, like, I feel so bad, but he's like, that's why you have but your you team. Pay, yeah, you pay like, them. That's what that's they do. That's what, plus, clients love them. They're also their you know, working their butts off and inspiring everybody there. So that's, and they're loving it. Yeah. So I need, I need to stop feeling bad. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, no, dude, I do the same thing. It's not even a, it's not a money thing. It's not a, it's like a momentum thing maybe. Or it's just like, even for us, like my business has changed a million times over the years. And there's people here that I still work with and they work with like just me. I don't have a ton of them, but I have a handful. And if I'm not here, it's not like, oh, you know, we didn't make the money from training them because the money honestly at this point doesn't fucking matter. It's, I didn't get to see them that mm-hmm. week. And so if they didn't come in with me, did they do what they're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you build that and again, it's you. It's your, like on Fridays, I don't really see people here. I don't usually come in until everybody's gone. And I'm like, Oh, that sucks. I go, but I have too many other things I have to do. And that's just like you too, where it's like, yeah, you're not there, you know, walking them through how to do fucking bear crawls, but you have to work, on the business. You can't just be in the business 24 seven. it's like, if you didn't have a team, a, you couldn't be gone, but two, nothing else would get done. Yeah. And this doesn't work. And I was going to ask you like, how do you, do you guys market and stuff like in oh, your, yeah, you did mention marketing in um, the town? Like obviously the I, internet is the internet. Yeah. Uh, not really. I would say the only marketing we do through the town is if we get asked often about putting a basket together or for certain small fundraisers. Oh, we do that shit all the time here. So yeah, yeah, the best. that's all we really do. What do you give away a bunch of free shit? We give it away like, um, some free classes to group classes. Um, some apparel. Yeah. We do the same thing. Anytime I can give away shit, I'll do it. It's honestly probably the best lead gen, one of them. And I'm sure you guys get referrals because I'm assuming everybody knows everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, if a new person comes to town, you're like, oh, yeah, Roger just moved in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's probably true, right? Yeah. 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 So if we switch gears from like just owning a business to like the fitness piece of it, because obviously like you love fitness, you started it for that reason. Is there like a challenge overall you guys see, whether it's with, you know, the people you serve and work with or just the fitness industry overall? Like if I share numbers, like the obesity rate in adults is like 42 and a half percent. Um, adults who are overweight is like 73%. And the projections for like 2030 is like basically everybody will be overweight, you know, like obviously in one in six kids is obviously too. So like knowing all that, like, is there a roadblock or a barrier you guys see getting people in the door or just overall having worked with people for years now? Um, Cause like what healthy choice? Like where do you guys go grocery shopping? In the Midwest, Hy-Vee. Yeah, there's. A, I mean, there's a Hy-Vee in Winona. Actually, yeah, there's a Hy-Vee in both directions. We have a new one in on Alaska that just opened. So there's Hy-Vee. Hy-Vee there's, is legit. There's food. festivals. Yeah. Festival. Is that, is that good? I don't know. Is that good food? Dude, I've been in the Midwest in twenty years. I'd say. Oh yeah, I forgot. Okay. But Hy-Vee has like real shit. They have an organic section. And yeah. And they oh have yeah, yeah. festival is the same. Yeah. So. Um. But you guys just don't have oh, as much access as we do, to healthy eating i'm general i'm generalizing here yeah but 
We we have it. It's just not it's as many options. Let's say that yeah. maybe. You have like way more cheese curds than like we would here. Yeah, we, we had like, some really good cheese curds. That's what I'm saying. Dude. Like there's just, <laughs> you know, and when I go back, I eat them too. But I don't know if that's a big barrier or it's just the, the culture is probably different. Like Scottsdale, if it's, for example, is way bigger, but it's very vanity driven. Yeah. No offense. Like this is like yeah. plastic surgery here on every corner and it's way warmer out. People wear less clothes, all the bullshit, vanity stuff. Where in Wisconsin when it's February, mm-hmm. I was putting a fucking flannel and I'm good to go. Yeah. So, but is there... I mean, comfy clothes are like (laughs) number one. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. But like, is there something like you guys see where it's like, you know what, it's hard for us to get people to, you know, eat right. Or you guys talk to them about like all the the healthy habits that they have to do. We do um, personal training. We discuss that type of stuff if if they want to, you know, we can, I offer tips on that. Um, We do have different challenges. Um throughout the year as well we're doing we with our virtual thing that we just started um those virtual programs we do talk about food and stuff as well i've had um intermittent fasting challenges because that's how i eat and then we've done a whole 30 challenge which i don't like um but just because it's hard to do yes yeah it is yeah do you guys take them through all 30 days um we have actually even this was before I did the business. I did a, a whole 30 challenge myself, but the one challenge we had, which actually has been a couple of years now, um, we did it weekly. We try, we cut out a certain thing for one week, then cut out something else the next week. It's kind of like baby steps on and trying to get to the whole 30 then. So we did, we've tried one that way. The whole 30 is, if everybody's listening, it's 30 days of eating just real food. Yeah. Nothing. In a, not, it is very hard, which I it's think. not realistic for most people. No, at all. I had no. a guy on my podcast, um, certified health nuts. His name Troy Casey. Okay, he's fifty seven. I think have his book somewhere here. He's fucking shredded like Rambo. That's all he does. He don't eat nothing fake. Um, but he's he's not normal. I was just gonna say I. He's super that's smart. Mentally really hard. Yeah, but he like used to do like LSD and snort cocaine every day. Like he went through complete like 180 of like my life was fucked and he had a lot of health issues. And so he did that and it's, it's very admirable, but I'm like, bro, I need to have like a fucking Gatorade zero or a diet Coke. Yeah. Or I'm going to go fucking nuts. If I, if I yeah. can't drink, I wish we had McGoldens here cause we don't. Um, but if I could have one, like I would drink one and like maybe smoke a cigar cause I'm a real fucking human. And I'm not going to like do that every day. But to only eat, and I eat mostly all real foods, but mm-hmm. I do like fucking cinnamon rolls, dude. Like, I like real shit. Yeah. How, did you ever make it all 30 days? Yeah. It, but I'll never do that challenge again. It's, it's a, I like the principles of it, but I do I, think when you take stuff away from people, it's when they, they really start to lose it. I'm not going to say it didn't, my body didn't feel good, but mentally it was not good, I don't think. It's tough. And forget the, the gradual way is probably better. We do, we call it shallow and deep end. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're eating McDonald's three times a day, seven days a week, maybe mm-hmm. you could do it like just mm-hmm. six days and mm-hmm. then just five days and gradually take it out. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, ahead. like, it, um, the intermittent fasting that, that I guess I can give the most tips on because that's how I eat. Like what is your window of eating? Um, most. I usually wait until noon to eat so i skip breakfast 
so I'll do the 16 eight. hours, 8, 16. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just wait until about noon every day. And what do you eat, twice a day? Three times? No, twice. Yeah. Like two bigger meals, typically? Or big, small? I would say big, small. Lunch is norm- usually a wrap or sometimes a smoothie. Yeah. Um, For lunch and then supper, I guess, which would be a normal meal. And is there is there anything you see like your people struggle with the most? Like, hey, they drink too much booze or they eat too much shit or both? Well, when we did our intermittent fasting challenge, um, this last which was a couple of years ago already, even she the winner of it, uh, she lost the most because on top of intermittent fasting, she cut out alcohol. So I was like, I we all know that that's go figure, right? <laughs> we all know that's a huge, uh, yeah, but. I, yeah, because, you know, beer and stuff is great up by us, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that's, well, it's kind of, and I'm not just trying to generalize the Midwest, but I'm like, it is everywhere. Well, even from where my wife's from, like in their family, they're from Washington State. And I swear to God, every place they've ever taken me is a fucking brewery. Like they don't, there's nowhere else to go. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, no offense, Heather's family, but it's like, I don't, a beer's a beer. Like I'm not a... Mm-hmm. I'm a beer turd. Like I don't mm-hmm. give me a Stella or whatever. If I if they had McGolden here, I would drink it. But they don't. It's Michelob Golden Light, by the way, for people who are listening. They only have that in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, maybe. Maybe. In college, we didn't have it. We'd have to drive it over. Um, but yeah, I just drink regular stuff where it's become such a thing. But in the Midwest, it is, I would say, much more beer heavy and comfort food heavy than maybe some other places. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough. What is your, so you, what do you eat? Mostly real food? Like what is the things you fuck up on? Mostly real food. Um, gosh, what do I, pizza. Yeah. I'd say that's probably about the most that we, yeah. But otherwise. It's but pretty, otherwise it's pretty good. We eat a lot of eggs in our house. A lot. Yeah. Well, I mean the basic stuff, it's protein, yeah. produce, yeah. water. Uh, what is like your personal fitness though? Like what do you do fitness wise? So I, once a week, um, do personal training with my other um, partner friend that we started with. So we have our own that we do together. And then um, the classes that I'm teaching, I will jump in and do a lot of those classes as well. Oh, like and, with them? Yeah, with Sounds them. Sounds terrible. Yeah. So that. But you're not doing like a ton a day. Oh, no. Like, no. when I'm here, like, people are like, oh, you should work out with us, like, on a Monday. I'm here for, like, and it's the only day I'm here, and I coach, like, the whole day. I'm here for, like, 13 hours with people. Mm-hmm. But we do five groups by 10 a.m. Like, oh, you should work out with us. I'm like, dude, I can't work out five times. Yeah. I'm damn near 40 years old. No, we have a 5.30 a.m. class Monday through Friday, and then we have a 6 p.m. class Monday through Thursday. Senior classes during the day. Um, But... If I teach a morning class, I'm not teaching a night class. Like, I'm o- I only teach one night class a week because I have my other instructors who teach as well. Yeah. Um. So no, I'm don't very rarely do two in one day. Teach twice in a day. Yeah. And you're so you'll do you'll train with your buddy. You'll do some of the group stuff. Do you still run? Yes. Yes. Um. So when I yeah so when we, I got into running before the fitness um that was. 
what I had to do for myself because I needed to do something for myself. Um, but in, and I still have not lost the running. Um, how many, so, mile, how many miles a week you doing? Well, I don't really run between my races <laughs> much. Nice. I like it. So just show up on game day, show up on game day. Cause I don't really, so yeah. So I run a lot of half marathons. Um, running in every state is also my own personal goal. So I have completely oh, yeah. outside completely outside of the business how many states have you ran in 29 that's a lot and so you don't run at all between the so i would say i do but we're talking like three five k three miles here or there okay because now at first so raced it's almost like a race to race i just keep i got to the point where i didn't i get trained for the first half marathon trained hard for that um, if I really wanted to go and beat a certain time, then I would train, but You're just doing that doesn't, it. I don't, it doesn't mean anything to me. Like the time and all that doesn't, it's more the experience. And we have a group of friends that run and travel to places. And so, yeah, but yeah, 29 States in 30 half marathons later. It's probably healthier. I would imagine too, cause you're not a big person, so you can probably get away with it. Like, that much running, if I was to run half marathons at this point and run during the week, like my body would be shit. Yeah. It's too many miles. And the, like the cross trainer doing the strength training is like my training enough in itself. It's way more transferable. Like I find people who run and come in get crushed, but the people who train here and if they just go run, as long as it's not like a crazy distance, like they tend to do fine. Yeah. Because it transfers where, and I was going to ask you too, like, what do you do in terms of like mobility, like soft tissue work? Like you go through mobility stuff, foam roll your body, like do anything to take care of it. Cause obviously as you get older, it starts to break down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yoga, we have yoga every Sunday. So do you do it with them? So I teach that one. Yes. Oh, nice. Besides when I'm gone then our other, other yoga instructor teaches, but yeah, I teach on Sundays and then, um, I foam roll at home and the chiropractor. Yeah. We have to. Otherwise, yeah, things start to go sideways. Do you have any, um, like with your group stuff or like with your PT people, do you try to build in mobility to those guys or I guess share with them how important it is? Like for us, like we build it into the groups, like the workouts we do here. And the same thing with the app. Like we just sneak it in. Um, I would say... Because people don't like social to do it. media. I know, because some people think that you know they're too strong for yoga, which everybody needs yoga. Like you need that stretching. Yeah, um, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, stress about how important it is that they should all try it. Um, but to get people there, it's and we I talk about it like Facebook or e- or emails, you know, posting about it, emails on it, yeah. and just. Because I can sell damn near anything. Um, and I'm probably to the point where we can sell like heavy, heavy mobility stuff. But man, it's been a, mm-hmm. it's a struggle. There's other Pilates classes we have that it's built into. But as far as our like strength classes, it's not. Because we have, it's 35 minutes and balls to the walls for 35 minutes. Yeah. So it's go home, stretch, you know, on your own or come to yoga class or don't yeah <laughs> is, your, is your pilates like on the reformers or no no okay no. i've only been to like 
one or two. Yeah. There, I mean, it's all to me. Like all movement is beneficial, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people are listening, like, yeah, if you can foam roll and do some mobility, man, like, especially as you get older, dude. Like, it's not like if you're gonna get hurt, it's like when, and yeah, like how severe. And you can like we almost call it like prehab, where it's like you can avoid a lot of the non-contact injuries by just not going in. Like, and again, you can go crush yourself, which is fine. I go, but you gotta do some self-care mm-hmm. on top of it. So what are you doing? Like you're moving around every day, like some form of movement daily. Oh yes, for sure. Yeah. Yes. And the average people who come in to see you, what are they there? Like twice a week, three times a week. How does it for most people? For classes or the open gym, like the and, people who the people who get coaching, because like you know, cla- yeah, I would say, um, an average would be three times. I mean, we have some that are in classes six days a week. I got some of those, yeah. You know, we have some that are two days a week. It's, it kind of varies. And is there like... Um, but we have a large senior clientele. We have senior classes Monday through Friday. That class is the largest we have. Like what is... But they're um, retired. <laughs> so they can... Like what is, what, is this, what is the senior cutoff? Like 55, well, 60? I did. I had it at, I don't even know when I started at 65 maybe. But then we have a lot of retired people that are younger than that. So they, they fall into that category. Like what is like 60? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. And like what is a, I've never had a, I mean, I guess eventually I'll be a fucking senior um, at this rate. Some days I feel like it. Uh, but I have some dudes here that are savages that are you know, 54, 55, but they're outliers, right? Like they're just a different, they were always kind of fit and we've worked with them for maybe 10 years. But what does this, an average senior like session look like? Like how long is it? And like, what do they do? Like compared to the kids who come in that you work with who are 30? Um, like, I guess what I'm saying is like if a senior, yeah. if a senior does your normal stuff, mm-hmm. they're going to get fucking buried. Well, our normal stuff you well, all of it you can still go at your own pace yeah and i mean if we're using 20 pound dumbbells they, they can, can use two pound yeah. dumbbells if they want you know so it's because you're not doing anything like crazy dangerous no no it's just slower paced i would yeah. say that slower paced lighter weights yeah and that's your biggest demo is seniors they we have a large senior clientele I mean, I guess that's where you guys live. You know, it's a more of a mm-hmm. laid back. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, I would say, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the biggest as far as class sizes with the numbers. It's big. Yeah. But we also like if we were to combine, you know, the night class with the morning class, then it would be more too. But but we offer you know morning and night classes. Two different clientele. There's different people in the morning than there is at night. Yeah. Um. If we were to have one class and combine them, then that would be bigger. But yeah. So like, what's like one positive thing about like, you know, running your own business versus just working in the corporate world? Like the best thing. I would say what I've noticed is uh, time schedule, maybe. Yeah. Like you're on your own, like time. Right? You can make your own rules. Like <laughs> It's all made up, dude. You can close a group. You can open a group. You can not yeah. work on a Wednesday. Yeah. There's, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Uh, what's like the biggest challenge? Um, and yours might be different than mine, obviously. 
the biggest challenge. Oh. Hmm. Like for me, I, yeah. Tell- f- for me, it's not. It's not money anymore. It's not. It's how do I use my time? Like, what's the best use of it? Like, for me to because our business has changed and is different. For me to come in here and like coach a person. No matter really the dollar amount, it's a terrible fucking use of my time in terms of a business decision because other things I can do can generate 10, 20, 30 agree. times the amount of money. I would agree. Yeah. But you still or, like to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But you coaching someone, no matter if they pay you $300 a fucking hour, it's probably not the best thing you can do because it takes all of your energy all of your mental power to do that when you can't do anything else. Right now, my biggest challenge is scheduling those one-on-one personal training sessions and finding the time to do it. Find, well, if I didn't have a different job, it wouldn't be such an issue, right? If you, well, you would. Well, but you still have, but see all those people, you can't schedule them during the day because people work. Yep. And then I have my kids' commitments at night too. So it's right now running my calendar is the hardest struggle. And that was what I was going to ask you too. Like, how do you balance like work life, home life, and all of those things? Which because it'll swallow you up if you let it. Yes, yes. Um, somehow I f- naturally have been really good at balancing, which, um. Yeah, I guess writing everything down. I honestly write everything down calendar <laughs> on balancing. Like if and if I f- feel that I'm losing like family time, like then sit down, think about what we got for family time. What can we do? It's it is always in the back of my head balancing everything out. I guess because it, it can, has been. I don't know. Yeah. It just comes natural. Well, it's overwhelming. Surprisingly. If then one thing goes wrong, then this goes wrong, and this gets pushed back. It's like you you feel like maybe for entre- and that's why people are listening. Like entrepreneurship, like you don't have a lot of time for yourself. Not really. It's all for somebody. But else. also, I feel like when I'm teaching, and if I choose to do the workout that day, that is doing something for myself. Yeah. As well. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, I do it here. Like I, on Sundays, we do these terrible workouts that used to just be for me and now 30 fucking people show up and we rip it. And even though it's not just for me anymore and I have to kind of make it for them, like it's still kind of my thing, Mm -hmm. which is like two birds with one stone, but it's still benefiting Mm -hmm. those guys too, which is cool. Yeah. I would say with my kids being in sports and all whatnot, I... I've always said too that nothing that will always come first, no matter what. And so, I don't hardly ever ever miss anything of theirs. So that, like, as far as keeping family balanced with everything, just that's just my rule. But that's coming. So then, family, you know, because business is never going to take over like family stuff for sure. I won't let that happen. Well, and that's the beauty of you. That's you're not working for someone else. You work for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you can structure it in a way. Now you have to like earn the right to do that, obviously. But like that is the probably the biggest positive. Um, other than like, I guess I'll ask this question. Like as you've, you've gone into it and done it, was there a time where you're like, you know what? Maybe this is not like 
for me. Like, cause there's people who I think everybody's like, Oh, everybody should run their own business. I'm like, the world doesn't work that way. Like it's not for everybody. It is absolutely not for everybody. Like the people you... who, the people who work for you, mm-hmm. some of them maybe could do it at some point, but a lot of them would be like, there's no fucking way I can handle all this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you sense that when you talk to them and see them. Yeah. I mean, I like, just cause you like to teach Pilates doesn't mean like you should run a business and employ people. You have to be the right person. Yeah. There's definitely, yeah, you have to be the right person. I strive, I feel, on like chaos and busyness, though. I just do. Like you like it, yeah. <laughs> it's like if I, if there's a time when I feel I have nothing going on, it's like I'm constantly looking and my brain is just, wheels are turning, like brainstorming on what we can, what we can do next, what. And at what point did you like, you know what, I want to do this and like, I want to run my own business. Like, did it just click one day or is it always something you wanted to do? Or you're like working your corporate job or you just start doing fitness and you're like, you know what, I can probably do this like this person does. And even if I suck, maybe I can figure it out or I know I can do it better. You know what I mean? Like for me, I was like, well, I just didn't want to hate my life every day. So like, let me just do something that's fun and create a whole fucking world that revolves around me and the things I'm, I'm good at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where you're like, hey, I'm working this. I worked a corporate job for 16 years, which is a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. And then be like, you know what? Maybe I want to do something from on my own. Or did you just like you just figured it out one day or it's always kind of something you thought you would do? Or maybe it was never even an idea in your head. I mean, it was never really an idea in my head. It just started because I liked I liked fitness and being active. Um, and... Talking to people just seems to come natural. So teaching did seemed fine. I had to do that with my other job. And so that just came natural. There's, and it just flowed from one to the next, I guess. I never really thought it would get to this point. but. And so if you're to give, I'll get you out of here in a little bit. Your kids are going to go crazy outside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I see what um, if you were to give advice, I guess where to, I'm going to ask two questions. One, where does it go from here for you? Like, so I started off training people in a normal gym setting. I did it in my garage. I moved it to a, a cafe. That's a real thing. Um, and then I built this whole building, bought an acre of fucking property to do, you know, fitness in. And I'm still hanging on to my corporate job. Where does this go in a year, if you had a guess, or, or two years from now? I would guess that corporate, it will be my full-time gigs sooner than later. Yeah. Yes, I, I see that vision happening, um, which I am excited about. Because I do know that it will open up a lot more time, which will allow me to do a lot more things. I have a whole list of ideas you know that I'm planning um I do like for the just but the baby steps the baby steps is what I need yeah um so we're going to part-time here shortly um you know I have plans for um getting some youth group classes which we have we've dabbled in that we've had some of that so summertime coming sounds like, ni- of- sounds like a nightmare yeah. 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 But um, we d- we did it for years too. If you're the right, if you got the right people, it can be. It's an amazing thing. There's some kids that and parents that love it. Um, I will and say, have been so. If you want to talk money, like it's a, like you're you're a mom, like 
whatever you guys pay for baseball. Shit ain't cheap. Parents will pay whatever the fuck for the kids do to work out and exercise. It is crazy. Um, but you got to have a lot of energy, man, because that shit. Adults wear me down, dude. Mm-hmm. And some sometimes kids are better uh, than adults. But, man, it's like mm-hmm. it's a good so, money maker. Yeah. Sure. And, and honestly, the way the kids are, like one in six being like overweight, like it's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool. And we have, so that we have, I mean, I have other events, um, planned, um, that just bringing in new ideas of a lot of different, a lot of different things, which I'll have the time to do. So yes, in, in the future, um, it will be eventually, you know, someday maybe adding on to the building and making it even bigger. And we have, we do have room backside of it to do that which we planned on from the get-go when we built it we built it so we could add on in the future and yeah i mean it kind of just keeps going i didn't i didn't have a doubt in my mind that i would be good at it i guess it just it just seems to come natural i enjoy it it's something i like i just never wanted it to be a job where i had to stress and work at it like work, if you want to say. Yeah, I know what you mean. So that's, I think, why I just keep hanging on to my regular job because that is work where then my this, business is my fun. Yeah, it'll become work, but only parts of it. Like there's yeah. probably parts of it now that you don't like to do, like little things, but not, and that's in a micro, but not in the macro. Like mm-hmm. overall, I like 95% of the stuff we do. Mm-hmm. 5% of it I don't like dealing with the bullshit. Mm-hmm. But that's mostly like, uh, it's, I, I can get into all the details, but it's like, you know, you're a landlord, so you have building shit that you deal with. Like that's part of it too. It's all connected, but the actual, like the craft of fitness is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then when it's your own thing, then you, it's just, a, it'll take on a different nuance, but you're going to be there anyway. Yeah. Once the, I have, you know, the time, it's going to, it's just going to keep opening more doors and. You'd be more crazy because it will just take your fucking brain over. And then that's all you'll do is everything, at least for me, everything I see, everything I look at, I'm like, not that it's an opportunity for me, but it's like, okay, when I look at stuff and I see stuff, I see it through the lens of like how we can implement it and mm-hmm. make it more fun yeah. or better or try something new where you probably have to deal with however many hours you're doing your corporate job now. It just robs you of that essentially. Yeah. And um, yeah, the virtual programs now too, like I'm just thinking about all the extra time that I have to just film that stuff. Oh, like yeah. We went on vacation to, um, Mexico last month. And while I was there, because I had the time, I filmed three weeks of my program there because I had, you know, I had that time now, if I had the time every day, you can crush, yeah. <laughs> so it makes it easier. Because well, yeah. you have seven days in a week, and that's essentially what you'll use. Even the days you're not working, there's probably not a day you don't do yeah. something that's beneficial. Yeah. I'll ask this question, too, because I think it's probably, it's an important one, and I'll get you out of here. The If there's people out there who they maybe want to do it like as a career or somebody who wants to start a business and go out on their own, I do think you've done it the smartest way. We call it the reluctant entrepreneur where you're doing it in these baby steps. Like I just cut the fucking cord and, you know, Mm -hmm. cross my fingers, held my breath and hope for the best. That's a terrible um, idea. Just luckily I'm an idiot and it worked out. But for someone who's listening and maybe they're in a small town too, I think a lot of times they'll listen and they'll say, well, 
I don't know if this is possible in my small town. There's no opportunity. There's no nothing. Where you guys, I don't know. I don't know your financial situation before that. You basically are like, we're going to spend a fuck ton of money on this thing that is no guarantee it's going to work. For most people, it scares the shit out of them. Well, I, I was the most scared when we left our garage gym and went into a rental because I went from $0 overhead to having rent, which was still very cheap. Yeah. But it was very, that was stressful to me. However, with the baby steps and going that route, also with our equipment, like as we gained money, we bought more equipment. So like... Same here. It was all, there was no, the first time we actually had to borrow was when we built our building. So that was four and a half years in, was all just what we made, we bought. We, You know, I didn't make... I didn't make anything because we were buying stuff as we went and making yeah. it better. But it. Because someone who's lit, because again, like we did the same thing. Like I bought, I'm trying to think of the first, other than like dumbbells, kettlebells, right? Like I'm going to buy assault bikes, mm-hmm. but I'll buy like one or two. Mm-hmm. I'll buy two rowers. Now I got fucking mm-hmm. hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. worth of shit here. I go, but that didn't happen overnight. No, it took a long time. Yeah. And you're doing it the, it's the very Midwest of you. Just doing it piece piece by piece. Then maybe that's why I did why I did it. You know, well because again you're not gonna you didn't leverage so much, and then obviously, but you guys did take a, a bigger leap. So it was obviously it was later on, and you kind of gained traction and you knew where you wanted to go. But if someone's listening and they're in, you know, nowhere Wisconsin, nowhere Nebraska, nowhere Minnesota, and they're like, you know what, I want to do this in my in my small town. I'm sure you would just tell them start small. Start small because I. Started small, and then, you know, once we moved into a little bit bigger space, I saw how it grew. So I had no doubt that moving from that space into the bigger space, it was just going to do the same thing. It was going to keep growing. So even that first step was way more harder than building a huge brand new building. Like, that that was, there was no question in my mind. I, I don't know <laughs> why, but it, that didn't scare me at all. But also, I think it didn't scare me because we had two rentals. Like, so we have that income coming in as well on top of, and you, you know, and gain, you, growing, yeah. growing the business itself. And you'd already built up a decent number of people. It's not like yes, they're all going to quit at once. No, but also, also marketing the entire process. Now, this, the development and building this building was like the biggest new thing in years to the town so the entire town sees it being built from ground up we're marketing the crap out of it on social media the entire time step by step videos pictures everything so i mean it was a good portion of time and then and then running you know certain grand opening specials and having a big grand opening weekend and all that kind of like and still we have events where we'll have we'll offer a free 5k and because we have a trail we have the state trails literally in the backyard of our of our building so that's pretty awesome that's tight yeah so we have um we did a 5k and a 10k on there so we offer that kind of stuff with promos and yeah it's so it can be it can be done for people who are listening oh absolutely can be done but you also have to have the mindset that you 
you have to give some to get some, right? You have to spend money to make money. Like you're not going to make this, which is why I can't quit my job yet. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like no. you're not going to get rich overnight over it either. Like you have to work it and build it too. Build it, you know? Well, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> I did. I will say you're probably right. Like there is a risk. I don't know what it was. For me, it was probably just quitting my real job and be like, well, let's give it a try, bro. But you also didn't have kids and you weren't, you no, know. No, I had so nothing to lose, dude. We have. I literally, I had a wife who had a job and I had a puppy and I had nothing to lose. And if I suck, I can work another job and just mm-hmm. suck at that and get a paycheck if I have to. Mm-hmm. So I could eat shit, not for a long time. Um, Cause when you have, I think I maybe had like, again, you had kids and you have more responsibilities. I probably had $5,000 like total. Like life money, like every dollar, and that's it. So like when your base runs like three G's, five gram goes real quick when you're not making any fucking money. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, fuck it, dude. Let's just try it. And again, I think the way that you did it is probably the best. I just know for people listening, it's not for everyone, but it is possible if you do it in these small steps. And we talk like side hustle, passion project shit. The way that I started it is the way you started it. It's the same way. Yeah. But I mean, you... You have to know business too, like business, marketing, like you have to be, unless you want to hire somebody to But you can't. But But you you can't. can't. You have no money. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're the janitor, dude. You're the accountant. You're You're everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. For a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Shit, I did everything for a long, long. Do you have a cleaning person? Yes. You do? I don't know. I don't know what year it took me, but it was a long time. Yeah. Probably like year five. It was when I was like, I don't have time to do this. I have like scrub, to. I have scrub to. toilets and shit. I have yeah. To. Actually, no. I still clean the bathrooms. They just do the floor. No shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do clean stuff here when people do gross shit. Um, yeah. But she she mainly does the floor. Yeah. And I kind of do everything else. So see, even to this day, you'll do stuff. But it's possible if people listen. I just say if you start slow, you have a chance. To, if you and again, I guess what I would take away from your stuff too is like, you really like to do it, and that's probably the one thing. Like, if you don't love it, even the, even the not just fitness, but the process of putting it together, organizing things, taking on mm-hmm. the responsibility, you'll never make it. No, and I actually looked into um, having somebody like do my marketing, like Facebook, everything um, for me, and then I got the cost of it. I was like, no way. No way am I doing that for one because of the cost, but for two, that's part of it that I really like. Like I really like the marketing part of it. Well, and your guys' stuff too. It's so you don't have that many, dude. Eighteen hundred people. I could fucking message eighteen. They don't all have Facebook, obviously, or Instagram, because um, some of them are old as shit and they don't even know what that is. But I, you could message everybody who has an account in your whole vicinity, like directly. Mm-hmm. Like especially if you don't have a real job. Fuck, dude. I'd, I would just do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, I would, cr- if I was in a ton of 1800 people, I'd crush. Like, it would suck. Shit. Um, no, don't take it personal. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, I, because I'm, I'm used to this. It's a different thing. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're willing to, like, there's not, there's no other savages around. So you can, like, literally just go all in. Um, and you can build the relationships way deeper. Cause again, here, there's so many people. Oh yeah, we. I mean, you're so much. We have some closer. close relationships. We have some close friendships at the gym between clients, um, between instructors and clients. Yeah, there's a. Yeah. Because you're their third space, 
if they have home, they have work, they have you. Mm-hmm. And they probably don't like their work as much as they like you guys. And they might even like their fucking house as much as they like you guys. So you're like their number one place to be. So in a small town, you do get to build probably a, not that we don't here, but you build a community within a community, mm-hmm. essentially. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I dig it, man. Um, this is all good stuff. It's all for, for people who are in a small town. Like, it can be done. Oh, yeah. You just got to, you don't have to buy an acre of property and build a whole building. It no, help, it helps. you don't. It helps, it's though. just, yeah. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> but it's it's doable there. We're like here in a Scottsdale, it's probably getting to the point where it's not financially viable for most mm-hmm. people to spend millions of dollars. Where not that you guys aren't spending a shit ton of money. But you already built something, you had a belief in it, and you kind of hedged it where it's like, okay, we built this building, we have a gym in it, but we also have rental properties. Mm-hmm. So if you decided like, hey, I suck at fitness and I hate it, you could essentially just be a landlord and it's uh, yes, it's something that worked out. But if you do love it, it's like you mm-hmm. kind of get the best of both worlds, which is probably the smartest way to do it. Yeah. But also I feel like don't have somebody that you can talk different scenarios with too, like... Like your partner. Like me and my husband. Yeah, Chad. So, I mean, we we sit down all in, like at night all the time. When the kids go to bed, we'll sit and talk about like the business, you know, everything. When we did before when we were growing it or building it too, like you have to talk about different scenarios. So if this doesn't work out, what can we do with it? You know, like. And what if you don't have him as a partner and you, got some, you married some other dude? Like you married Bill and Bill's like just a normal dude. Cause that's like a big, it's a big thing for a partner to be like, you know what? Yeah, let's do, let's spend all this fucking money on this, um, passion project you got. Like it's not, it's rare. You know that, right? Yeah. Like he's rare. He's going to listen to this and be like, see, told me awesome, ma'am. <laughs> I'm like, but it's true. He's though, also very, um, I mean, he likes fitness. I get it. So is he, my, so is my wife. But I'm like, Hey Heather, you're not going to get your fucking dream kitchen. We're buying a warehouse in North Scottsdale. Good luck. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a hard sell. Well, but we always have had, like, this is kind of my thing. This and running is my thing. He does have his thing, which is hunting. And I don't touch that. Like, he gets to do what he wants to do with that. He Like, there's three months out of the year that I barely see him because he's in the woods every weekend. Yeah. But. Um, it's from the Midwest, dude. What do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of have that. That's your thing. This is your thing. You know, but he also, a lot of people reach out to him with questions and he's, like, you got to talk to my wife. That's her thing. Like he doesn't want, cause he's, I mean, his job and his career, like that's his main focus too. Yeah. So he doesn't have time. He, I mean, he doesn't have time to do anything with the gym, but doesn't necessarily want to as far as the business side of it. Now he can go and be in the gym for two and a half hours. And exercise. Yeah. Every day. But, but it's crazy. Like, well, I guess he probably saw like, you know, how much you gave a shit about it and you wanted to do it so he's like you know what i'm on board with this we can make it financially and he's a business person too so obviously he understands the the p l of it like okay this makes financial sense even if it doesn't do this we can make money on it xyz yeah and he he would ask frequently you know like what are we looking at for memberships how many he and so I does he still report. does he still do that yes he does okay because yep. i'm i'm thinking heather doesn't ask shit anymore well no i take it back she'll ask just revenue numbers typically yeah, off yeah. the top but because before when i sucked i still suck but when i was really bad i would come home like on a tuesday how many people were there today i'd be like five like the whole fucking day and she's like bro <laughs> she didn't say that but i'm like 
and I would have like anxiety because I'm like, I would wake up and not even know what to do because I fumble fucked through it all. And now it'd be like, maybe like how many people are on the app or like, what is the podcast bringing like shit like that. So it is, you're in the same stage. It's just, you have a, your infrastructure is built. So it's, he gives a shit about it. He just doesn't give you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But. Because you're business, par- also, your business partners. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, but he clearly, and he's seen how it has grown from the get go and he trusts me, I guess. Well, I mean, obviously, like you have a track record. You have 200 plus people in a town of 1,800. It's a lot, dude. It's a lot for people who have in a town of fucking a million. I mean, price points are different and there's mm-hmm. different membership mm-hmm. stuff, but that's, I mean, considering like percentage wise of the people you pull from, like, that's a ton, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have more than, what do you have, 15% of the people in your town come to the gym? Yeah. And how many people even exercise? I mean, the average 14% of people have gym memberships. Like that's a that real I'd stat. have to yeah I know I'd have to run the report on how many times you know certain people or run their card to get in the door. But isn't that crazy container. that like you have that many people who are like you know what I want to maybe exercise. Mm-hmm. Now you just need to get two hundred more. Mm-hmm. And you're all set. You know, and if I do have a new idea too, when I cross it past this, you know, he's just usually like, okay, just as long as we don't have to change this or ch- you know like this doesn't change or as far as like. I mean, he doesn't want to give up anything. I don't want to give up anything. We love the lifestyle we live. So yeah. it's it's like, okay, as long as we don't have to, nothing changes as far as our lifestyle, then okay, let's do it if we can do it. Yeah. And you did it slow enough too, where it wasn't like, hey, you're working, you're, hey, I'm going to do fitness. And then year one with no clients, you're like, let's spend all this money and make it happen. Oh, no. This it- has been for what, f- seven years? 2016 no five we just hit our five-year mark so in business but you started you started doing like side shit seven years ago as far as having like a when is the first time you did like 2016 you're teaching groups yeah so really it's like a seven year that's how i look at it okay yeah yeah. it's like a seven year progression yep and that's why i just frame that for people before i let you get out of here like for people listening like that's a seven year time frame and so someone's like well you know she has her own building she does she runs it yeah, seven years later. Oh, that's the same as um, working out and losing weight, too. A lot of people are like, well, I want to look like you. Okay, well, this is like... Yeah, go back to when I was 12 and just meet me How today. many years? Fucking 35. <laughs> yeah, you know, my like, whole life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and even, even pregnant and having kids, like, it didn't stop. Like, it just, you still have to... Yeah. Well, it's it's because people only see the end, the finished product. They don't see all the the stuff layer. That's why we bring you guys on, so you can kind of layer in. Like, you have to have a partner who's supportive. You got to be, you know, mm-hmm. willing to like hustle, do it piece by piece. Still work a corporate job, do fitness in the morning, work your fucking job, do it at night, go to your kids' shit. Like, it's a big commitment. Oh, absolutely. And I know it's kind of abnormal. Maybe I'm a little abnormal as far as how much I have packed into my life. You have to be, though. Like, I've never met anybody who runs their own shit who's, like, fucking lazy. Doesn't work. Oh, yeah. You basically give up a part of your life to do it because it is a part and extension of you. Or you just, like, it's work, but you kind of like it in this weird way. Like, I do it, too. Like, and I I didn't notice this until someone told me about it. They're, like, basically, you look at it as, like, how much can you get done in a fucking day? And it's, like, a game to you almost, even if you don't think of it that way. It's like, I'm going to wake up here, boom, 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 boom. And you get the sense of accomplishment or satisfaction or achievement by cramming all this shit in. Yeah. 
It's a challenge, and I completely thrive on that. Because, like, yeah. I always ask, like, and Heather will fuck. And I can't do I can't do this clip that I'm doing now forever. It's not sustainable. And I don't want to either, but I'm having fun doing it now. And on the same sentence, I always ask, like, what the fuck would I do? Mm-hmm. If I didn't do this, would I just sit home and, like, watch Netflix? That seems miserable. Yeah. Like, if I had $100 million, I guess, sure. But then I would just get into trouble and do stupid shit. So, like, this is kind of just what I do. And you're basically in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just have to get rid of your corporate shit, and then you'll be you'll be in the fucking zone forever. Then just then it'll become real. It, then then you, it'll become real. Maybe for you. that's why yeah. the real hasn't happened yet. And you'll probably even though like you'll probably have the the, the revenue figured out. It's probably not going to be that much of a difference cash flow wise. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. You'll still probably shit your pants a little bit. Well, I will be, say once we got into this, the building, um, like then it's everything in the back of my head is also like how can we make like, Oh, we can make money off this. We can make money, which wasn't going through my head before. Cause it we was, were rent, you know, until we had our own building, like now think we're just thinking of all these different ways, how you can bring in more revenue and, and maximize it. Yeah. And then when you have the time, you really will. Yeah. Cause then it'll, it's all, it's like a new game basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is fun. Uh, where do these guys, uh, your family's going nuts out here. They're fine. Um, uh, <laughs> you're, um, where do these guys uh, find you at if they want to look at your stuff on social media or if somebody who maybe they are in small town Nebraska uh, and they got a question like, hey, what do you suggest? I'm here, blah, blah, blah. Where do they find you guys at social media-wise, website-wise? So we are on Facebook at fit for You LLC. Uh, Instagram is fit for you wi uh, for Wisconsin. And then... Um, uh, website is, geez, I'm blanking on my website. Something Fit important. UBU. Who needs another website? <laughs> um, FitUBU.com. And then uh, YouTube, slowly trying to get that rolling um, as well, too, which is fit for you. Oh, yeah, dude. Mandy's go. Just, mean, load, just all, load all the shit you can. Yeah. So. Um, but it, it all just builds, dude. It just little by little. Yeah. I would say Facebook is where we have an Instagram. Facebook and Instagram is the most communication and um, that we do and market and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, but I'll put um, for you LLC. I'll put your IG stuff in the bio too for the people out there and maybe small town America who want to <laughs> take a chance, dude. Uh, it's yeah. cool because I appreciate it, man. This is good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, did anything I forget? I don't think so. I don't think so. This is legit. Um, yeah, if you guys got a question and maybe you're in the same boat or if you're ever in like beautiful Trempolo, Wisconsin and you want to get a workout in. Yeah. Just yeah. stop at uh, Fit For You. What's the, not, not a lot of main roads running through there these no. days. No. Just. 1,800 people. <laughs> not a lot. What's the main attraction there? Is it you guys know or no? Um, and maybe our large catfish sign. Oh, a big catfish, you know, home of the catfish. That is probably the most Midwest <laughs> thing that's been said on this podcast, uh, ever. No, you know, <laughs> middle of the summer, we have catfish days, you know. Oh, do I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember hearing it. Um, <laughs> I don't think, uh, it's just, it's just so fitting. This is a perfect day. I appreciate it. This is great, man. I appreciate it. Um, everybody else listening, if you guys, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app is live. You want a free seven-day trial, pick it up. The link is in the bio. If you want a free sample of Athletic Greens, obviously hit me up. And again, if you guys do, 
if you're trying to get into the gym business or maybe start your own thing, uh, obviously you heard the progression she's went through, but if you want to reach out to her, I'm sure she can give you some kind of nuanced um, tips that, you know, maybe I couldn't because obviously her journey has been similar to mine, but yet obviously uniquely different. If you're not in a major big city, it's uh, it's nice to always have a resource. So I appreciate it, dude. Good yes. Stuff. Thank you so much for having me. Um, until next, I'll be back on Sunday. You guys, Colleen Fosh is coming on. So her and I will talk shit on Sunday, the 19th, but until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.